You know I do it for the gram, baby. <laughs> you know it's just for the gram. You know we were fighting, but it was for the gram. I want to. I want to clarify something with you, Austin. Do you you know that the gram is is with pictures, right? Like like things you can see. That's not my understanding. Um, do you think the gram is like a telegram? He's got a grandmother who is fueled by drama. <laughs> she he has to he has to call her and tell her all the mean things he said. Is that what people mean when they say to it for the gram? They're talking yeah. about their grandma. Yeah, you see, when a senior citizen talks about their stories, that is uh, <laughs> entirely it is the youth sort of funneling drama over uh. to them, sort of secondhand. It's nice that you still hang out with your gram. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what can I say? She's a thirsty bitch who loves drama. My name is... Mr. Sour Pickle. They are the visionaries. Rappling hood. Unlock your dick. It's all about helping people. Float up with people. You're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. I need Rube. How did JFK get my spaghetti video? To help them fight Mondragore. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What another beautiful morning. Uh, let me just check the calendar. Oh my God. What year is it? It's 2021. What are we going to do? Uh, holy shit. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. Boy, I thought that was going to just like go somewhere. Just good pop off. It. You thought me, you thought it was going to go. You thought it was going to be really fine. I bet. Yeah. I re- boy, I thought something was going to happen in, you know, from, from idea to execution. Sort of a, if you build it, they will come, but like you and they are the same person and you failed yourself. Hey, I'm they. (laughs) (laughs) I was failed. And it's awful here. Um, Look, everybody, it's Saturday morning, Tuesdays. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And you guessed it. It is 2021. And it's time that we do a special about, I don't know, what, what should we do? What what should we do a special for in the year 2021 where uh, things are, who knows? <laughs> in the year, I think we could do, well, we could, well, I don't know. You know, what's, you know what's funny about this whole situation is that, is it, Rory, if you and I drag this on as long as possible, Austin is the one who looks like a complete asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. It, this comes down on me. <laughs> this comes down on me hard. Um, he's, supposed, he's supposed to submit his theme to us 15 minutes before the show, and here we are. <laughs> and I kept delaying, and you were really <laughs> suspicious about it. Yeah, your TC31 form is, uh, well, it's, it's absent. I, it did not show up on my in-desk my my inbox so uh so i don't really know what the fuck you expect me to do with this what are we well, doing then you just you saw a hasty text that said uh, uh bungee jumping <laughs> with a question mark about two minutes before the show started uh, well it'll have to do yeah um, so is, that's that, what is that what we're doing <laughs> no no it's we're not there's no theme the theme is that it's it's all falling apart um the theme is that it's 2021 and none of us really feel like we can get through this year without watching C-Lab 2021. I think we gotta, we gotta, we gotta hit it early. We, we gotta jump on this before, you know, everyone's got a meme about it and everybody's picked their C-Lab Sona for the year <laughs> and everybody's, you know, decided they've taken the the Zanga quiz on which C-Lab character they are. And, and we they, just end up looking like a bunch of jabronis. Right? Yeah. I mean, the C-Lab shanties are, are already popular now. 
uh, we're gonna, you know, this is the year of the sea, and we just got to stay abreast of it, you know, just slightly abreast. And so we're watching Sea Lab 2021. Uh, yeah. We're, well, yeah, what's a gut check on that? What's, wh- where's everybody currently at? Not with the sh- episodes we watched. Assume, imagine we haven't watched the episodes yet. Sure. Sea Lab 2021, what comes to your brain? The fact that it passed me by when I was at the age to watch it. I, uh, this was, this was, you know, I was 12, right? So, like, in, in a lot of ways, this shows, this show passed the world by. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know exactly the order, but, you know, this is this is on this is you know the first stop on Adam Reed's zany train to 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 mainstream appeal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he had to kind of like try a couple. Yeah, he, he got away with. He tried to get away with being a lot more weird than it turns out. People were okay with. Yeah, yeah. because because I I know we we talked about this before we decided to do this this special and it was like well obviously you know we should do it early if we're going to do a c lab 2021 thing and it 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 made me think does anyone actually care about c lab 21 2021 still because like how big of a fan base did it end up actually having like has it remained just tiny and niche because i think more or less i think it has because the it, this and frisky dingo i think the fact is that most people didn't see it. Right. Like Adam Reed's early yeah. work is by and large completely missed by most everybody. I uh, don't know. I mean, C Lab. So I watched C Lab when it was coming out. Um, I watched C Lab. I so many quotes from these episodes and from these early seasons. I watching them again for the first time in like 15 years. Yeah. I realized how baked they are into my consciousness and they were a real staple of i think when people when adult swim became a thing and people were kind of first realizing what adult swim was and that you could watch like shows for adults on cartoon network holy shit uh you know i think a lot of people had some level of exposure to c-lab if they were kind of checking out this adult oh sure yeah i so what's interesting about and and I think this is probably a spoiler for our own show in advance. Later in the year, we plan on doing a dive into Adult Swim. So we're going to talk a lot more about this kind of like the formation of Adult Swim and that sort of thing in the context of some other shows. But C-Lab came out like along with things like Aqua Teen and Harvey Birdman uh, a full year before Adult Swim. Like, Adult Swim mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. They were airing these episodes, these first episodes, in the, like, 4 a.m. time slot on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Like yeah. a dumping ground for stuff that they thought, why not? No rules at 4 a.m. <laughs> and it's bizarre that anyone even saw it to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, 4 a.m. is crazy. Well, and and so I'm of, I'm of a few minds about this show where... It has that feel of like whenever somebody does the first of something, this is not C Lab is not the first of something, but like, you know, it's like you think about like after the telephone was invented, the first prank call was probably pretty bad, objectively, <laughs> right? It was probably weird and bad and probably just was farts or something. Um, this to me feels a little bit like that early experimentation of a new medium well, that, that's exactly what it is it's like it's if 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 you want to give it it's 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 uh it's all it's all due credit right uh 
Archer Archer is so cutting edge that his work sort of before that is is sharp and not knife shaped. You know what I mean? It's this uh-huh. it's, yeah. it's brilliant, but it is not in the shape you asked for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what this is. It's like there's so much beautiful comedy in this thing, and it's it's kind of Especially when we talk about the, the Bizarro episode, absolutely refusing to be a TV show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of unwatchable uh, in in the weirdest and most interesting way. Um, uh, I was I uh, here's here, okay. Let, let's give a teeny bit of context. There's there's a very real possibility that people listening to this have never even heard of or seen any of C Lab sure. 2021. So. Uh, this was one of kind of a, a, a trio of shows that was created by William Street, the production company, that uh, reused old Hanna-Barbera assets, um, from, specifically from show, Hanna-Barbera shows created by Alex Toth. Uh, they, they used uh, Space Ghost for Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which predates this by years, right? So that was like the OG mm. Uh, and then they, at the same time, they made uh, this C Lab 2021, which is using old footage and uh, assets from C Lab 2020, which was kind of a, a one season wonder from Hanna Barbera in the 70s. And then they also made Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law, which sort of was like a, a bunch of different things from, right. from Hanna Barbera, but from mostly like Birdman. Yeah, mostly Birdman. And then they'd bring in people like Grape Ape and other shit, and they'd have like whole characters. And, yeah. and it's this weird, like, you know, it, it is animation. Like they're using a bunch of these things, but they're using them in custom ways. It's almost like playing with paper dolls, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's bizarre. But it like uh, combining that with like this like uh, extremely actor improvised dialogue style made kind of a like a surreal dream like show. Yeah, and, and they're eleven minutes long, so there's there's right. not even time to to set anything up or really like. And so, again, it it, uh, usually winds up being nonsense for 11 minutes. (laughs) You know, it's like just absolutely un like it's crazy. It's wild nonsense. Well, and I truly have no idea what our conversation is going to be like, because we cannot talk about this show the way we talk about almost anything else. No. Also, we watch four episodes and we're going to kind of maybe combine them into two segments. So we'll do like we'll do two episodes of season one that we watched and then we'll do two episodes of season two that we watched. And we'll we'll just kind of I don't know. We're going to wrap. We're going to roll. We're going to have a rap session. We're going to have a rap sesh. We're going to turn the chair backwards. (laughs) We're going to just sort of chat about like Stormy. Yeah. Zorro Stormy. (laughs) Regular Stormy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Is it? I mean, I don't know if it's ever been more relevant to say the thing that we say now. Well, yeah. How do we get to a sea lab at the, underneath the sea? <laughs> oh, let's dive right in. Finally, my bungee cord has has tensed. I'm at the bottom of my bungee jump. Uh, all three of us are here. We're doing the 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 bungee for our lives, and and Austin's has snapped, and oh, he died. Damn. Uh, 
Damn, that sucks. For a brief moment, all the blood had rushed to my head, and I started to get some really cool ideas about like <laughs> what themes we could do next time. But then, yeah, again, the aforementioned snapping, and, and I died. So those will go yeah. to my grave. So we'll yeah. never get a better theme for the episode. Nope, it's too bad. It's just too bad. But here we are. Uh, the first episode that we're going to talk about, or try to talk about, I guess, is C-Lab 2021, Season 1, Episode 6, Lost in Time. So, while receiving unlicensed cable feeds for Captain Murphy, Quinn and Stormy are caught on a 15-minute time warp as C-Lab continually blows up. Yeah. <laughs> That's really it. That is it's exactly a, what happens. That's a good one. Um, this this is one I... So, I love a good time loop episode of a TV show. I'm kind of a huge sucker for any sort of time loop situation. I think it's always fun. Uh, I'm a slut for loops. I love a loop. <laughs> I'm like that toucan. Um, <laughs> it's a real loop slut, you know? Um, follow your nose. Uh, that's what he says. Uh, yeah, and, and I love that this episode, and look, every C-Lab episode is going to do things a little different, right? A little irreverent. But yeah. the fact that they so clearly don't give a shit in solving their problems it makes so much more. It's like I mean, a terrifying it, freedom that this show uh -huh. has. Yes. Like, yes. Like the fact that I know that the, the stated premise at the beginning of an episode is not necessarily going to be related to how we end it. And the ending might not even be an ending. Like it, it makes every episode really, really feel like completely unmoored. Uh -huh. Yeah. And everybody can Four dimensional. Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they like, they don't care about resetting even a single bit. Uh we have these characters and the characters remain the same, right? So maybe we should talk about the characters to give a little bit of of Yeah, grounding. sure, sure. Okay. So we got the captain of Sea Lab 2021, this this base at the bottom of the sea, uh is Captain Murphy. Um and it's hard you can't how do you you don't really do a character description for these characters. They're not not they're really insane. They're all He's like insane. a he's like a manic old man. Yeah, uh, yeah. They've all got a, I guess, maybe a few things you can kind of latch on to. Stormy mm -hmm. is um, vain and simple, uh -huh. right? Very, yeah, Captain, painfully stupid. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Murphy is. Uh, uh, I, uh, he is a little harder to describe. Uh, I'd maybe call him. Uh, uh, Pro, he's prone to madness. He's, a, he's an agent of pure chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, then there's there's Quinn, Doctor Quinn, not the medicine woman. Uh, he is a he's a he's a black guy who is incredibly smart. He's the smartest person down there. Uh, mm -hmm. He has a sort of on again off again relationship with Debbie. Yes. Uh, the only at least right now in these episodes, the only uh, female character on the show, and she's kind of got uh, a rough edges to her. She's kind of intense. Right. And um, then there's Marco, who's played yes. by Eric Estrada. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Marco kind of goes along with whatever Murphy wants to do, usually. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's, he's the number two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of security kinda, officer, yeah. That's kind of the core group of things. There's also yeah. Sparks. There's also yeah, Sparks, there's Sparks, the communications right. officer, who's like the uh -huh. radio guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, and then there's various side characters. Uh, but these are all based, these main characters are all based on the C-Lab 2020 characters so they have all these sort of different animations of these main characters doing stuff mm -hmm. and they will reuse that footage um you know as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Because I'm wild. pretty sure I'm pretty sure they had zero artists on the staff well, for the first two years. Well, they had to have years. some for a little bit because they do they do make some adjustments to the. I guess I, I want to call them sprites because it's like video games. It's like a, it's like a 16 bit video game, and there's just these like sprites moving around that they just kind of animate. Uh, yeah. They make them do some custom poses. They give them like you know now one's holding a, a wrench, now one's holding a whatever you know. So there's there's like a little bit of touch up work that they do to customize. But, uh, yeah, I mean, things that I read sort of implied that the entire show was put together so slapdash, like, they'd record dialogue just, like, on phone calls and, like, like just, like, somebody's <laughs> laptop just putting it together, like, hours before they air. And, like, it's, it's crazy. It feels like pirate radio. <laughs> I guess I guess what it, it makes total sense in a way where if you're trying to make sort of the least expensive thing possible and your company, you know, is owned by whatever Turner or whatever ca- Cartoon Network is owned by and they happen to have all the rights to Hanna-Barbera shit and they're like, well, can I just like rifle through the library and they're like, whatever, we <laughs> yeah, got it. That's this fine. is free for us. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't even have to keep anymore. <laughs> yeah you just sort of blow the dust off of the the vhs tape of c lab and and get some scissors out and go to town <laughs> yeah yeah um so so this episode is uh j- you know very briefly uh murphy is trying to get cable so he can watch his favorite show chopper dave <laughs> um yeah in the c lab and so they're doing they're patching into this like deep sea cable pipe uh and as soon as they get it hooked up um quinn and stormy are outside in in the water hooking it up and then murphy and marco get a message saying that uh that they've been caught stealing cable and punishment <laughs> will be arriving cable com punishment is, is yeah, incoming. right <laughs> and then they blow up the the station yeah, and and somehow it creates this like weird time loop, you know, for reasons that don't matter, and uh, and we end up slowly accumulating more and more Quins and more and more Stormies that all keep getting thrown in the brig for being doppelgangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, the yeah, because you know, you know, once they realize that that the the quantum flux has the time flux has pushed them into another dimension, you know, they approach Murphy, and Murphy is convinced. They are doppelgangers, and he says to save it for Queen Doppelpopolis, <laughs> the apparently the queen of doppelgangers. Um, and God. this is yeah, and this and this is kind of the rest of the episode. It's it's really funny because you can, if you're familiar at all with Adam Reed's stuff, right? You can he uses not only the same like jokes or like style of writing or words that people will say but like sometimes like i heard a couple of the same sound cues that are for sure used again in frisky dingo and (laughs) Mm -hmm. like and 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 one of the things that has been in every one of his shows is people like when instead of saying like shut up or uh uh uh," people will say bup 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 and like the (laughs) the bup bup thing is like like there's nobody else that writes bup bup into their show but Adam Reed yeah. and I didn't know it was in this too like it goes so far back this like weird writer DNA it's almost like yeah. when you know like when when you've heard about people that like make maps like cartographers put fake roads in so that you know that they made it it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like Adam Reed like throws in his own weird shit just so that people know it's him yeah one of those moments is uh in here too in this episode this this back and forth between Quinn and Stormy that shockwave created a subspace fracture take that subspace 
shut up. No. <laughs> and yeah. that comes back a couple times in the episode, but it's just, it's such a perfect, it's that Adam Reed thing, you know, it's yeah. that perfect delivery. It's that like, shut up. No. No. <laughs> My favorite is one that we hear a few times because of the time loop aspect, right? Is that uh, they're, when they're, when Quinn and Stormy are outside working on the electrical panel and Stormy's like, Don't cross the wires! Would you shut up? Sorry. Be the wires. Stupid ass work. Shh, wires don't talk. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. So, is there's there's so much like it's like clearly I don't I don't know how much uh, uh, ad libbing that that Adam Reed really uses. Like a lot of it feels really specifically crafted, but it also sounds so conversational in like a really contemporary way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, do we have like favorite favorite moments? I guess any other any other fun things? Like it's so weird. Like I feel like I feel like at a certain point talking about this show, it's like and um, clip drops. What do we want to yeah, clip drop? It's I, worth I, noting I, this is all on HBO Max, so you can yeah. very easily. This is ten minutes of your life. Uh, you can go and watch it on HBO Max, and then kind of know what's up. <laughs> there is a moment I liked where. Um, as we're time looping, it's, it's sort of doing kind of a House of Cosby's thing where the sort of further from the from the prime clones we get, the more, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the yeah. stranger things become. Yeah. Uh, and there's a point, though, when uh, they're, they're sort of commenting on that and mocking these two, the 12th iterations, Quinns and Stormy, who are deeply offended. Like, hey, we're... Just number nine. Yeah. Those guys are twelve. We're the elevens. These are the twelves. Yeah. We have no idea. It's completely arbitrary. But I still love that they, in that yeah. moment, were hurt to be considered the the twelves. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the twelves in question end up being uh, <laughs> Quinn has become a job of the hut, a full job of the hut, and uh, Stormy Stormy's is a salacious. So it's just crumb doing this little like <laughs> dodgeball time, dodgeball time. <laughs> oh God, it's very good. I I like after after like five or six loops or something, the newest Quins and Stormies get thrown into the brig, and someone's like, "So there's a fifth set out there?" Yes, already. It's all in your orientation pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> It's just yeah. I don't, they they had a lot of fun with it, uh, and and in a in an incredibly aquatine kind of way, the ending of this episode is is fucking incredible and has it's nothing amazing. to do with the rest of anything. Where they finally sort of solve what's going on, and they 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 manage to get in touch with the the current Quinn and Stormy out working on the the cable panel and tell them to stop. And when they come back in and tell Captain Murphy about it, uh, he's like, wait. I know what to do. I have another idea. All Stormies and Quins report to the gymnasium. <laughs> and then over the credit sequence, it's just this giant gladiator free-for-all fight between all the Quins and Stormies. It's amazing. It's <laughs> And in the background, you see the Jabba the Hutt Quinn sitting in the stands with Debbie chained as slave layer. It's just like, it's, it's amazing. It's crazy to me. Like, it... it I actually think that this show sounds and watches a lot more like Aqua Teen Hunger Force than any yeah. than Adam Reed. Uh-huh. Um, they, they've got this similar to name. When you say that, when you say that it, in a very Aqua Teen way, are you are you referring to how the show kind of 
uh, is willing to completely devolve and die in yes. an episode and then yes. just not mention it later. Basically, uh, I, yeah. I, and I think at some point it becomes kind of canon that C-Lab explodes every episode. Is that right? <laughs> it's it's almost. It, yeah, almost. it's most episodes. They <laughs> just, they'll just blow it up. <laughs> Uh, okay. Why Which don't is we... so, uh, sorry, it's so funny to me. I mean, it's funny anyway, but like his other shows that are so steeped in continuity and serialization. And this show is just so <laughs> far in the opposite direction. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Refuses any sort of, yeah. Any even <laughs> whiff of canon. <laughs> Uh, how about, okay, so let's talk about the second one. Uh, I apologize for the summary in advance, but I'm going to read the whole goddamn thing, okay? Oh, good. Cool. Good. Cool, as long as we're on the same page. Uh, this is season one, episode nine. It's called All That Jazz. Murphy is trapped by an evil soda machine, while the rest of the crew goes out on tour with MC Chris as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. The jazz-themed machine sells Root Bird... Gilberto Grape, which is also a reference to a film titled What's, e- e- What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Artie Shawberry, Kiwi Holiday, Peach Mo, John Cola Train, Don Wild Cherry, Vince Guavaldi, Dave Brewberry, Cab Colaway, Dexterade, Nina Lamone, Mango Reinhardt, Getsberry, Fizzy Gillespie, <laughs> I liked that one, uh, Marion McPineapple, Ornette Coleman, and Mingus Dew. So what I love so much about these is... Ornette kind- Coleman. Oh my God, I read that wrong. <laughs> Well, you didn't because you can't just invent how to. S- they just put a G into Ornette Coleman, and that's exactly what I'm going to get to. Is like <laughs> the the gamut on these between like clever and who gives a fuck is so <laughs> is so wide. Uh, there's a couple obvious ones. I think anybody would have probably come up with Cab Colaway. Yep. Uh, there's and there's ones that are like I don't know if I would have gotten that, but now that I've seen it, it's obvious. Nina Lamone. Yep. Uh, Dave Brubery. Dave Brubery. Uh, I, I still like Fizzy Gillespie. And then yeah, Fizzy yeah, Gillespie, and that's a, like a clever one. And then there's ones that are just Peach Mo, which is Satch Mo, but Peach. It's 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 just it's not it's not there, and they don't care. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, because none of these are, almost none of these are spoken out loud in the episode. Uh, no, no, they're not. Which is why not. it's so funny that they're it's in the fucking Wikipedia summary. What are we doing, Wikipedia? <laughs> this is like a two-second gag as we very quickly pan by all the buttons on the jazz soda machine. <laughs> the fuck uh. is wrong with you, Wikipedia? Oh, God. The detail touches in the art that they've changed on all the the the, the, the assets are my favorite part of this entire episode. Uh, there are so many small visual details that we can talk about, uh, especially like <laughs> with the teeth and like, there's just, there's so many good things. I, I, this was, this was, I, I liked the first one, but this one really won me over full on. Mm-hmm. Um, so Murphy has this like top secret chamber, this like weird <laughs> 007 mission impossible <laughs> secret voice activated chamber. Um, it's a, is, it's like a get it's like a get smart reference. Yep, it is. Yeah, yeah. And then when he's in there, uh, it's a, like stark white room. I don't know. It feels even like two thousand and one or something. Uh, and what arrives or what 
what rises out of the floor is Murphy's favorite thing in the world, I guess, <laughs> which is his soda machine, Bebop Cola, uh, which greets him with, uh, which we'll have to play the, the greeting that Bebop Cola can give out. Well, hello, consumer. Yes, hello, consumer. Bebop Cola. Um, oh my god you know so he, he asked for a mingus do and, and he <laughs> says the he only takes exact change no he no he says <laughs> and i say to myself i need exact change that is exact change jerk face <laughs> and uh you know it doesn't give him his mingus do and he shakes it and then the machine falls on top of him and breaks a bunch of bones and ribs and bad stuff. And now this is the episode. Murphy is pinned uh, under the soda machine. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what happens. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. We watch like seven or eight whole months pass. <laughs> and I think more at the end, but maybe yeah. not. Yeah, it's, I think it becomes a whole year. Yeah, it's yeah. like a whole year that passes. <laughs> it's the, the, the way that it, uh progresses is really is really quite fun like there's every time we have like a jump in time like there's there's like so many new details that we have to like sort of catch up on as we as we jump midsection mm-hmm. uh because at the beginning yeah he's just trapped under there and we cut away and we see that the rest of the crew has gone off to a concert and that's why they're not there to save well, him well they've specifically gone off to an mc chris concert uh Who, who's a real guy <laughs> Who's a real guy <laughs> who I've met? He's, he's uh, and, the 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 dirtbag of nerdcore. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was a mm-hmm. weird. So he was involved in the show. He played the character as well Hash. as Aquatine. Yeah, yeah, and it I, it seemed cool at the time when I was thirteen and was like, yeah, when you're Whoa. thirteen and there's like a nerdy rapper who who is like kind of kind of making it. You're like, all right, yeah. yeah. And um, now looking at it now, there's this weird whiff of de- of like it feels tacky to put his own songs in the in the show and to go by MC Chris and he's listed as mcchris.com in the credits <laughs> it feels very like really huckstery uh like i feel like the the, the bigger move would be to like play a character a similar rapper and do uh-huh. fake songs um, yeah which is kind of what he does in aquatine yeah he's mcp oh, dance yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, he's, he's kind of like constantly reincarnating MCP pants, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, so, I don't know. It just, it, it comes off really weird and desperate in, in C-Lab for him to just be himself and like put his songs, his like weird Star Wars yes, rap as, songs and, in the show. Yeah, and, and as it turns out, he uh, has, uh, he's he's not the coolest dude. He's not the coolest dude in town. Um, which Someone famous you know. for being a nerd turns out not to be cool later on. Rory, <laughs> say it ain't so. <laughs> well, I mean, like, even considering, people were still uh-huh. surprised at how much he kind of s- turned out to suck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because people were, I think it was legitimately surprising. They're like, you're not that good. You get that, right? Like, yeah. you're, yeah. <laughs> We're all kind of giggling, but this this diva mentality for a guy you're you're adult swim famous. You're not real life famous. So you why play are packs you? packs every year, and that's <laughs> you, that's yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So the rest of the crew has like a pan away of like, where is everybody on this ship? Uh, and yeah, everybody's touring the world as roadies for MC Chris. <laughs> um, and. 
Uh, so yeah, so so Murphy at some point befriends a scorpion who well, initially so stings him a lot. Initi- yeah, he first just stings the shit out of his face, <laughs> and he's like and this, poison this... coursing through my veins. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to fight it. And meanwhile, the 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 bebop cola machine keeps finally dispensing cola at him, but like shooting it right at his face and knocking his teeth out. Yeah. And enter this other character, this odd, uh, <laughs> this odd cleanup cleaning robot that just steals his teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah a weird teeth stealing Roomba. That <laughs> this is this is my favorite gag of the entire fucking episode because when he when we first see him just sort of sweeping up teeth, he's like, "What are you making? A necklace?" And then later, when like months have passed, he comes back and the, the machine is wearing a necklace of all of his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so funny to look at yeah yeah and he is since also over time become addicted to scorpion venom uh, and <laughs> begs now begs the scorpion he's now named ben uh begs ben to stab him to to sting him um because that's you know yeah, because he's, he's he's surviving on a on a on a steady stream of soda and scorpion stings. <laughs> yeah, which the scorpion will sting the soda can, and a little like Popeye spinach spray of soda goes right into Murphy's mouth. <laughs> God, it's good. Oh, what's on tap today, Ben? Uh, Mango Reinhardt. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's so funny. And yeah, it's like he finally he finally has his his he's like grown this huge beard after all the time that's passed and his final tooth is is finally knocked out and he ha- he sends Ben to go fight the cleaning robot and uh, and Ben is squashed to death by the robot uh, after we've just learned that he laid a bunch of eggs in Captain Murphy's belly button and they're going to have <laughs> they're going to have kids together. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, it's it's this this ending completely misses the mark for me. Even, yeah. even as much as the rest of the episode is great, um, he like hulks out and turns green, and then the rest of the crew comes home, and they they run into each other in the sea lab, and he 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 yells out, "Bebop cola, good!" And then we sort of back away from the frame, and it's like it's like a pitch meeting for an ad campaign for Bebop cola, and it's all in live, live action, action actors. Yeah. Uh- I almost didn't recommend this episode because of how much this ending whiffs it. Like I'm almost <laughs> I'm embarrassed for the show for this ending. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's cuz yeah, it, it's, it, it's like a different show. Like it's this is not it's clearly whatever magic is happening in 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 animation is uh-huh. not happening in this boardroom with all well, of the actors and producers and writers doing and, trying to be goofy. Yeah, it's 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 too bad too because like the guy they got to be the like the the chairman of the board that is that is listening to this pitch is George Lowe. It's the voice of Space Ghost on Coast to Coast. Oh, that's who that is. And he's very funny. But not yeah. here, not here at all. So yeah, it's it's a weird it's a very strange whiff and then the the like over the credits gag is watching them all have like a dance fight in the boardroom. And yeah. yeah. It feels like you know we've gone we've gone so far praising how this show sort of refuses the need to sort of clean up its own mess, <laughs> and unfortunately, it, it just cleans up the mess. Like they yeah. come back, it's just like there. Here's where we've been the last eight months. Like it was never the joke. The joke was that he was yeah. trapped in a room for eight months. Where you were, I don't give a shit. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, like if, if, if this had been, and I don't mean to say that Aqua Teen does not whiff it, and I don't mean to bring it up so much, except that stylistically these shows are so similar. But if this had been Aqua Teen, the way this episode would have ended is maybe everyone would come home and he would bust out of the room and he's like, you know, leading an army of scorpions. And then we'd just cut to credits or something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. We'd, we'd leave it at a very, like, like ridiculous and, and arresting well, and like final visual and we'd just leave. <laughs> if this was a different episode of C-Lab, that's kind of also what would happen. Right, right. right totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, it's it's too bad. It's too bad they felt the need to kind of, like underline it and and i don't know yeah like you didn't get homer Homer back to the power plant you don't need an out Uh, you know like it doesn't have to be all pretend like no one's watching your show anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) why do they go to the trouble to film to like use cameras for this show and film something to like anyway Uh, yeah well let's let's head out let's let's hear from a sponsor okay Hey Austin, what's up? Uh, I have I have How'd a, you get a in kind here? of How'd you get uh, in my house? Oh, we're, oh well, you know, I have I have my ways, and you leave your key uh, just sort of taped to the wall next to the door. Yeah, that's for me. That's where I know it is. <laughs> yeah, that's so well, I, that's so I don't forget it. It's not for you. Well, now that I'm here, we may as well make the most of it, right? Because sure. I would love it if you could tell us all about a new interesting sort of product. Can you tell everyone about Keith's in the dumpster again? Well, you know, I, it's unfortunate, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I really wish we didn't have to have this conversation. Yeah. Um, I have been very clear <laughs> to not go in the dumpster, that the dumpster is only for a few people and not Keith. And, you know, Keith, Keith finds his way in the dumpster I think because, you know, it smells good to him because, he, you know, the, the, the smell is pica. <laughs> yeah. 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 He does. Um, and so we just can't let him get in there. You know, um, it's a health hazard and he's going to really just sort of get in there. So, you know, I, the reason I'm telling all of you is because I know you encouraged him <laughs> I know you let him. But he has a real disease. <laughs> you let him out of the pen where, you know, he, you know, he came back from the groomers and he's got that big cone around his neck. Yeah. But you let him get out. And I think you probably built a ramp uh, that allowed <laughs> a, a dog of his size to get up and into the dumpster and then not get back out of the dumpster. Yeah. You know, so the problem is that he can't get out of the dumpster and, and he's just really going nuts in there. And so, again, he has pica. Yeah, and he has pica. And so, you know, poop tastes good uh, for him, <laughs> which, you know, I shouldn't, again, shouldn't have to say. Like, I shouldn't have to say that he's in the dumpster again. But Keith is, in fact, in the dumpster again. And I do think one of you or several of you built some sort of elaborate ramp that is kind of like uh, like a one-way you know, Rube he, he, Goldberg machine for Keith's? Yeah, that's kind of what we've noticed is that there looks like there was a platform that was raised by a balloon and then it was a candle that sort of burnt the string that sort of moved the, you know, the platform up along an upward uh, incline track um, and then, you know, somebody's like a whoopee cushion made the fart go and then the fart made a marble go down that sort of pulled a weight that lifted the lid. Yeah. Um, so I it think was somebody. It took me I, hours. 
Oh, now hold on a minute. I'm starting to think somebody might have built this contraption. <laughs> and I think it was Andrew who... <laughs> oh, boy. Well, well, this I couldn't be more disappointed right now. Uh, because you know what? Keith is in the dumpster again. And he has Pika. Well, I'm in your house, and you should hide your key better. We both fucked up today, okay? Damn. Damn, I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, I'm in your house. <laughs> So we're back. We're back with season two of C-Lab. Uh, the first episode we watched, everybody, uh, we watched Derdib, uh is uh, the fourth episode of season two. Uh, if you want to nops, uh, let me let me rock it to you. A series of unexplained thefts leads Murphy to declare Martian law. In the ensuing madness, everyone ends up blaming Quinn for all the thefts. Um, so what I've loved about how season two kicks, well. We only watched two, but something yeah. that it has, is so smartly doing in these two. Um, and it, it's kind of getting there in season one, which is why I'm saying it seems like an evolution. But I'd have to rewatch all of them to make this claim more boldly. Anyway, it is not exactly in media res so much as it is is starting where it needs to start, like further al- mm-hmm. as far into the introduction as, as it possibly can. Yeah. So yeah. these things are already missing. They're already convening about the missing things and go. Yep. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. It's really, it's really, that's a really great observation actually. Cause it, it gets you, you don't care, right? This yeah. is C-Lab 2021. We don't care. We want to watch the madness unfold. And like, both Derdeeb and Bizarro are kind of, kind of ten minute plays. They mostly take place in in the in the one room, yep. in the yeah, in the totally. control room. God, this one is, I I like. Okay, Austin, I know you probably like Bizarro more. This is my favorite of the ones. That it's we up watched. there. I know. I yeah. I was I was really torn when I thought maybe we were only going to pick three. I was like, oh God, I want to get all these in here. Derdeeb is. 100% my favorite one and I think it it's because they found they thought of a dumb joke and they wrote <laughs> it for all it was fucking worth uh-huh. where, where Captain Marshall Captain Murphy thinks that instead of martial law it's Martian law <laughs> and then he kind of world builds his own Martian <laughs> empire and like drafts everyone into it it's fucking incredible it's great it it did not stop giving that that joke and I I was I was there for every second of it uh but so so the things that have been that have been stolen are seemingly kind of innocuous, like Quinn's microscope and uh, Stormy's hair dryer, Debbie's back massager, wink, wink, wink. Quote back massager. Uh, Amish Dave's butter churn is a big one that's also missing. <laughs> My butter churn is gestolen. <laughs> um, and funnily enough, it. Um... It's not important for the rest of the episode. No, it's, well, it's it's important to Murphy because it's, he's because, eating yes. butter. He's eating yes. sea lab butter, and he says, "I can't go back to margarine." <laughs> it's true, <laughs> but what I mean is, like, this is not the plot of the episode. It's completely, no. it's completely sort of left. Le- it's not left out. It's like, um, it's kind of like a, some sort of inverted Chekhov's gun. The the, the, <laughs> the knowledge, like they've set up this entire theft 
that is very important to the episode's motion, and it's just not being resolved. It's no, yeah. just aggressively you. not being resolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, first, everybody tries to blame Quinn, and he's like, "What? It's because I'm black." And then they start accusing him of being racist because he was going to blame Marco, which he definitely wasn't going to do. They, like, make that up, (laughs) I think. Well, a minute ago, you were all ready to blame the Latino. No, I wasn't. You want to play the race card, Quinn? Is that it? What, so Latinos steal? We're just a bunch of thieves, gringo? I never said that. You don't have to say it. And Marco gets named the first of Captain Murphy's cadre of Martian knights charged with enforcing Martian law. Yeah, Sir and Phobos. he knights him Sir Phobos. <laughs> Knight of Mars. Um, <laughs> yeah, and his first act is to beat Stormy's nuts in uh, really bad. Oh, something's um, real bad wrong in my pants. <laughs> yeah, what's the... Yeah, his his weird childish interjections uh, throughout the episode where later he says, I heard really bad where I pee. There's this there's this ongoing ongoing terrifying plot about like they keep busting more and more of of Sparks's hands and his fingers and just like completely destroying his hands and Captain Murphy keeps asking him questions about like what can I do in Martian law and he's like anything you want can I marry people he's like yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's so, it's so sad <laughs> also Marco when he when asked about his ability to beat to beat people really, really well, he says, The key is to hit really hard with the bat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Murphy Murphy tells uh, uh, Quinn and Debbie that they're, they're fornicating out of wedlock, displeases Ares, God of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I love that he, he, he asks uh, Sparks, <laughs> Can I marry them? Mark, you made up Martian law. Then I can. (laughs) My my favorite joke in this whole episode is when Sparks, with his horrible hands, has all of his fingers. Like one of his fingers is broken and only holding on. Like you can, it's like his bone is completely snapped off. He looks so sad, and he's trying to call a doctor over the over the thing. And Captain Murphy goes, "Under Martian law, doctors and other wizards are forbidden." I just like at the very beginning of the episode, uh, Sparks is the one who knew what martial law was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so then the sort of recurring gag is 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 Murphy asking him about Martian law. He's like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the so the thing in watching this in 2021, uh, as we are doing, is mm-hmm. the whole thing feels almost uncanny for being it is like 10 seconds away from a series of trump tweets isn't it in a way uh especially especially uncomfortably so with um his uh his fake evidence that he is he of (laughs) quinn being the, the 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 robber by drawing evidence on a piece of paper scribbling something out essentially sharpieing say out his evidence uh for why he's correct that musical sting that they use then, uh, as he shows the dramatic piece of art. Then how do you explain this? That is the exact thing that I was talking about that is used in Frisky Dingo multiple times for dramatic uh-huh. reveals. He, yeah. he keeps using that little thing. It's, I just, yeah, it's it's very, I, I, I try to be conscious of like my brain not just sort of getting dumber 
by like always drawing lines to Trump with things in my own like in media that I that I consume like oh, like Trump. I bet Trump would do that. Oh, man, this guy's, you know, so so corrupt. It's just like fucking Trump. But like it's so hard not to do it when that's just been reality for so many years now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just, it, it hurts. Like I'm trying to find new touchstones to compare things to. But when there's one so apt, that's just right there. Ugh. So uh, essentially they uh murphy also recruits uh oh stormy stormy, stormy is knighted sir demos sir demos um <laughs> and they appear to have killed debbie by accident um and then they they beat quinn's ass and uh take him down for his uh execution his to the dungeon for his court martian <laughs> um and take him down uh the elevator and um then it's revealed that it's a surprise party. Uh, they got him. They got him good. Uh, it's a surprise party for Quinn. My crushed skull was totally worth it. Yeah, everyone who like got damaged to their body horribly uh, was also doing it. You know, for Quinn's <laughs> for, the, for doing Quinn's it for birthday. the gram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 weird. Like this one, this ending lies somewhere in the middle for me, where like they are still trying to like explain it somehow. Which I don't know if I appreciate, you know. It's um, it's a gag ending we've seen before, and I think they're trying to sort of reverse it. Uh-huh. And it works. It works to a degree. They 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 really revel in how bad of a of a twist ending it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How little it. It's not a carefully plotted, perfect <laughs> M Night Shyamalan gotcha moment. Uh, but you're but you're right. It does it does still kind of feel like. A bow. It's it's like they get it. There's a knot and a wink, but it's also like, but it's still a ribbon tied in a knot that looks like a bow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you want to? It, it's it's still that thing that, that yeah. it looks like with the material that you used. And then they make us listen to this like weird rap song around a birthday cake over the credits, and you know it's it's fine. The episode as a whole more than makes up for my feelings about the very very end. It's, it's not bad. I, I think it was they took a swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. When the when the you know when the body of the episode is so fucking buck wild, it's, you, know, <laughs> you just kind of need to figure out when to put a cap on it and call it call it a day. Yeah. Should we talk about the buck the buckest of wild episodes? Yes, please. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's talk about Bizarro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one we watched, season two, episode seven, Bizarro, and. Um, I think just as we've been kind of alluding to how 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 obstinate this episode refuses to be television, <laughs> the summary is also impossible. And so instead, what we have is the crew is held hostage by a bizarro version of themselves, which is which is true. Which is true. This is such and, an iconic nightmare. And yeah. again, this this episode begins them already taken hostage by their bizarro versions. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, I like so. I mean, the Bizarro version thing. Obviously, you know, it has its roots in in uh, well, Trek. Kind of in, in 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 Trek and Superman. Like it's a it's a thing that happens. Well, right? sure, literal Bizarro. Yes. Yeah. 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 And theoretically, the idea is supposed to be like it's the opposite of you, but they don't really do that. <laughs> they no. kind of. It's kind of like it's you, but with a very very strange other concept superimposed. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's really fun to just kind of see the parade of of things that don't make sense. It's just weird versions of the characters. Uh-huh. And all of them are just obsessed with Bizarro. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They love to say Bizarro um, just as sort of a, a character tick, as like a weird tick that they can't overcome. They just, well, and, you know. And it's so funny because the the show like pretty openly acknowledges how loose their premise is because the first thing that bizarro murphy says is he's for the last time cretins where is the destructo beam look we don't have one of those and then later he's like now where are the diamonds i thought you wanted a laser beam now we want both (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah, Murphy, Bizarro Murphy, sorry, Bizarro Murphy uh, <laughs> has scars on his face. And then uh, Bizarro Marco is has one of my favorite gags is the <laughs> regular Marco's tied up. And then Bizarro Marco shows up with like an iron jaw uh, with like metal teeth. And he bites into an eight ball. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, are you freaking out? <laughs> Oh God, I I don't know why. And then, it's so and then of course, funny. The the takeaway um, gag, the takeaway quote from this episode is is that Bizarro Stormy has like an Iceman motif going on, and every time he opens his mouth to talk, cubes of ice fly just out. Ice cubes tumble out, <laughs> and every time he's like, "I am Bizarro Stormy. I'm regular Stormy." <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, one fuck. way I found that this episode really breathed a lot of life into into uh into an old trope into an old uh, an old setup i guess an old premise um was that when bizarro debbie takes quinn off uh for their torture mm-hmm. uh, which is clearly uh a sexually charged uh, mm-hmm. but the, the way that she's uh kind of you know introduced bizarro into her sex life is very funny um <laughs> Bizarro, <laughs> and then the way that the rest of the Bizarro guys like all know, like there, it, it wasn't. Um, I liked how matter of fact it was. Did you try him in the? Yes. Twice. That usually works. Yeah, that usually <laughs> works. There's a really good exchange with with regular Murphy, uh, where where he's like. Good lord, she's killing him. And then we hear the sex noises like. And there's a pause, and then he goes, He's out of his mind with pain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, meanwhile, we need to talk about Bizarro Quinn, Mm -hmm. um, who hatches from an egg and uh, is this sort of like albino. Chicken turtle. man, turtle, chicken turtle man, with like no arms and, and just sort of hands attached to the torso and like little like just... club feet. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got these sort of like dead clone arms. Like if you imagine like a like a vat grown person, then their yeah. their arms are all curled. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it's 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 profane. And and, and they they can they contribute probably the most to the nightmarish feel of this episode because, because in the background of most scenes, almost the entire audio is just like a siren playing. And the only thing you're Bizarro. good at is yelling bizarro all the time. Bizarro! 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 
And it's the clearly whatever the guy's episode. name is who uh, who voices Meatwad from Aqua Teen. It's obviously mm. him doing Bizarro Quinn, and it's just like Bizarro, Bizarro. <laughs> well, and the quotes the quotes that Bizarro Quinn says, I, I have been with me for twenty years, basically <laughs> running constantly in the back of my head. That, I'm helping. I'm helping. I'm helping you, Bizarro. I love you, Bizarro. I love you. <laughs> Oh my god. And then he so he starts jumping on uh Debbie. Oh god, who was it? Um Debbie uh, or um maybe Marco but you know, he's like vibrating on top of of the crew and there's just this line that Murphy, I can't remember which one, bizarre or regular, but just throws in like that shit resist his charms. <laughs> Yeah, because regular, regular Murphy is sort of endeared to Bizarro Quinn. He likes yes. the strange Turtle Quinn. He loves Turtle Face. Yeah. <laughs> I gave Turtle Face a whole bag of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what... It, so, the the, the sort of like s- symphony of, of garbage noise in this episode <laughs> is... At first we have, at first we have, uh, the sex noises of, uh, of Quinn and Bizarro, Debbie, and then we've added in Turtle Face. And so we've just got two characters screaming Bizarro for a lot of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I think, I feel like probably 90% of the Earth's population would never want to see this episode through. <laughs> I think this, it, I it is again, it is aggressively. <laughs> unwatchable <laughs> to a lot of people uh and yet, and yet god does brilliant. it work it it's so good and it's so exactly specifically that time and like like this is adult swim at the time this is yeah. the adult swim that i loved like this the, the the sort of willingness to to do whatever and call it entertainment uh, yeah. And it's not like it's done without craft, right? I mean, like they know what they're doing. They're yeah. they're they're consciously not being entertaining. <laughs> uh-huh. And you know what? That's the 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 brilliant conceit of it is that I'll put up with anything for eleven minutes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like twenty two? No, thank you. But eleven minutes, dude. I will watch the stupidest bullshit. And they were so smart to do that. Mm-hmm. God. Oh, it's so good. Um. Uh, so another one of my favorite, th- uh, uh, moments is Stormy, uh, regular Stormy, um, cause, uh, Bizarro Stormy has immediately blasted his own face off, uh, <laughs> to show a, how serious, to they, prove are. serious uh-huh. they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but regular Stormy gets his head twisted, uh, oh my by God. Marco, I think, yeah, and Bizarro just twists Marco. his head about six times and it just. The neck <laughs> just co- <laughs> coils up like a snake around a tree. It's like a soft serve ice cream cone. Yeah. yeah, and he just, he doesn't really talk for the rest of the episode. And his head, he just, you don't know if he's dead and just sitting there contentedly with his head spiraled. Uh, <laughs> but it's such a good visual. It's such a brilliant visual gag um, that just sort of hangs out for the rest of the, rest of the episode. Um but the, the if you want to call it a resolution, yeah, uh, they attempt to use Bizarro Vision brainwashing <laughs> on the crew, which is just a, a like a a video of hypnotism. Like a, yeah, like a weird hypnotism video that they make us, the viewer, watch for a good yeah. minute. It takes over it's... the whole screen, and it just. A- 
it's just Bizarro. screaming bizarro. This is the third bizarro like <laughs> yeah. layer in the symphony. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then but then when they pull out, they reveal that none of the crew has been brainwashed. It's only the bizarros who have become self-brainwashed. <laughs> uh, and they're all shouting bizarro simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> And then and they can just kind of calmly get them to leave and go yeah, to Quinn's the elevator. Like, Quinn's like, okay, bizarre people, listen up. Party's over. You gotta it's go. It's been long. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is exactly how I felt. Like, in a uh-huh. good way. But it was like, it's time to go, guys. Yeah. 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 I mean, in the very much in the same way that, like, when you're doing an improv scene and all the improvisers can tell that the joke is done and they all kind of like, well, this should end. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird it's they, a, they 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 don't whiff the ending, but it's kind of they don't they don't use any of the joke like it's not the same joke style that the rest right. of the episode's been it, in. No, it's it's an acknowledgement that sometimes you have built the gag too high and uh-huh. it's there is no there is no uh like beautiful dismount. We're it's just <laughs> It's just over now. Yeah, except there's a credit scene and a post-credit scene. Yeah. There are. Yes, uh-huh. it is. God, because uh, what's the what's the credits one? Is that Murphy? Yeah, that they Murphy just laughing? talk about how they how they hate the bazaars, and he gave Turtle Face <laughs> a whole bag of peanuts, and he's allergic to peanuts. Yeah. Um, and then after the credits, we see a different gang of villains uh, that are the Groovies. I think they're yeah, the Groovies. They're all hippies. And uh, they want they want groovy stuff. I don't really remember. It's very silly. Yeah, <laughs> i i don't I don't think that I don't think this was good TV. But I think that this is like a landmark thing. Well, it's it's avant garde, and in a lot of ways it worked. And in the ways it didn't work, it was sort of intentional and belligerent. And at least you kind of got this <laughs> sort of like. You know, this sort of like saccharine, snarky teen enjoyment out of it. Like, wow, this is so punk rock. Well, yeah. what it did exactly. was on, on some legendary night in 2001 or whatever, it made <laughs> mm-hmm. about 3,000 stoners piss their pants simultaneously. <laughs> and they all told their friends. And, and it became this sort yes, of, you know. Yes, Bizarro is definitely the episode that hit for this show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and they kind of know it, too. The beginning of the episode is a cold open, uh, which they don't normally do. Mm-hmm. And before the the theme comes in, they show like a comic book cover of Bizarro. Like it's as yeah. if as if C Lab doing Bizarro is some like a weighted known <laughs> quantity. Like we're finally doing it. The this Avengers. is our Bizarro episode. It's <laughs> yeah. like it looks like it looked like one of those uh, a team versus team where like you know th- there's that version of comic book covers that like it's like everyone lined up on the left side and everyone yeah, lined up on sure. the right side. Yeah, everybody's going to do the Civil War yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God, this is so weird. When I was, you you know how deep into the Sonic the Hedgehog comics I was. Oh, they, good. I was I was afraid we were not going to be able to talk about Sonic today. <laughs> they did a they did an, a a special issue of that comic where it was Sonic versus the Image Comics Savage Dragon property, and they did that exact same cover with all the Sonic characters on the left and Savage Dragon and his like weird cadre on the right. I. I <laughs> I, this adds nothing to discussion, but I want you to know. I just want you to well, know what happened do. so that you can be tormented with as grim knowledge as I am. Don't you mean bizarro knowledge? <laughs> oh. Bizarro! 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 
so I don't know. I mean, that's that. I mean, that's pretty much all all that we've got. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's four episodes of C Lab. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if our conversation could be any more interesting if we watched any more. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like at a certain point with a show like this, that's completely episodic. It resets. Everything explodes at the end of every episode, and we come back. It's you- just. It's like a crazy sitcom dialed up to 12 and, you know, you should watch it. You just, you really just need to know what normal is for this show so that you can appreciate how, how outlandish Bizarro is. <laughs> Even for a show, <laughs> for, a show for a show, yeah, for, for a show that revels in its already like four dimensionality <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in, in its, in its, in its um, irreverence. To storytelling as a as an art form, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally, yeah. And and I will say, uh, the the later seasons unfortunately become a lot less watchable. Uh, Harry Gauze, who played Captain Murphy, passed away sometime right. in the production of of season three, and so they replace him with some sort of new captain who you know. And and it really, I mean, the show falls apart around that time. It's it like in that 70s hit. show where Eric goes to Africa for some reason because they didn't have Topher Grace and they replace him with an ex- like the blandest, cutest dude that does nothing for the show. Why do they think that's ever going to work? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's tough because you got to get people got to get paid and they got to keep making their show. Yeah. Um, but it also coincided with them using more like they actually like got artists to like create assets because <laughs> I mean, in these first couple seasons, anything that's that's generated isn't that great looking <laughs> like no, it's really it, it, the quality it's pretty clearly kind of uh what do you call it just like move like they're like moving uh moving the cells by hand over the light box <laughs> yeah. yeah but even just like custom backgrounds look like really junior work, yeah sure you know they are not you know elegant matte paintings so but they when they finally start like getting people to like craft more unique stuff for the show it kind of jumps the shark there too you know like it's part of that charm is working with this kit of existing Hanna-Barbera footage yeah and really kind of messing with it really messing it up (laughs) it's the single limitation this show has to not just be some sort of strange broadcast from another planet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the only thing that sort of like contains it. Well, yeah, what it's I- a restriction. You know, it's like a, yeah. any good restriction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that. I don't I don't just mean that it's a restriction like artistically. It's a restriction that that like this show desperately needed to yeah. remain grounded. Uh-huh. Some amount of rains. Yeah, cuz they can't do much. What's interesting to me is that Adam Reed and Matt Thompson they their next project after C Lab twenty twenty one is completely custom. There's no there's they're they're not using the Hanna Barbera assets. They're not doing it that way. But they've made a show that looks like they have Frisky Dingo. Like for all the world, looks like they've done this exact same style, but it's all custom things. And I think it's mm-hmm. kind of bizarre that they even season one of Archer kind of feels yeah has this sort of odd, odd stilted animation to it. Yeah, I know no better way to describe it than saying paper dolls, you know, like those kind yeah. of paper dolls that like you might be able to articulate a hand or whatever if you jo- like you have one of those little like a joint in it or something. And you just sort of mm. put the other outfit on it and you move it around, you pose it. It's bizarre uh, that, that that he chooses to keep working in that style. But I guess it saves money. It's cheap as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and it almost feels like a betrayal when when the animation is good in Archer. Like when you see like really good animation, it's just like you sellouts. <laughs> You're <laughs> supposed to look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so what uh, what about watching C Lab 2021 in 2021? Uh, well, as I uh, what I tell people about Archer, well, because it's his most contemporary, it's his most mainstream, is that. 10 years ago, it was still felt pretty punk rock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And where we are now is it's it's a good show that feels like comedy has caught up. And in some ways, that is true of his earlier works now as well. Comedy has finally caught up to yeah. where I think mainstream appeal is possible. Maybe not uh, mainstream or appeal but some uh-huh. version but of like those Aquatine, two words Aquatine found a pretty big audience at yeah kind of by the end of its run you know but it stuck around forever and it's sort of like i think it kind of picked up newer audiences like it because Aquatine has a sort of astounding like 14 seasons or something yeah, yeah it's crazy and um i am not sure how many hands it has uh you know switched with but Nobody I know in the sort of, uh, you know, 4 a.m. marijuana crowd gave it 14 years. <laughs> sure. No. It sort no. of picked up new new high school stoners. Uh-huh. Well, and God, uh, uh, something, so you look at Aqua Team with like 14 seasons, then you think about something like Robot Chicken, which still technically hasn't been canceled. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, it's still going. Like, that's it's still so winning ridiculous. Emmys. It's in, who's watching? It's not me anymore. I, yeah. Someone else found that show and started watching that show. So I do I think C Lab twenty twenty one is for everybody? Probably not. No, definitely no, not. But it but it but it is more for everybody today. If you have yes. seen if you have if if you have found yourself liking Archer or for me, I guess other other sort of fringy shows that may have caught your eye would be like Last Man on Earth, mm-hmm. um, One Mississippi. Uh, these those two are not animated, but I'm just trying to think of like what comedy like a, shows, or even even like a Clone High. Yeah, sure, yeah. like a Clone High. Like that one's way more traditional, but like you know, I I think that there's I I, I think you're totally oh, right. Lady, if, like Lady Dynamite, yeah, Maria Bamford's show, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Auntie Donna's now like successful. Yeah. So so like you know all of C Lab is on HBO Max. Yep. Um, you can watch it in about. <laughs> two hours <laughs> you could basically <laughs> watch an entire season in like an hour and a half yeah uh, if that i would i would probably spread it out if you binge it you may you yeah. may you may warp, your brain will turn warp, to mush that's, warp yeah. to jupiter yeah uh-huh. that's probably a good point uh but you know you should do it uh and just like vibe with it man uh, vibe with it your 4 a.m marijuana friends get get a few of them and vibe baby just bliss out <laughs> bliss out and piss your pants <laughs> it's 2021 it's a better time to party it's <sighs> gonna be it's gonna be legal president doobie biden is gonna he's <laughs> gonna give us pot for for across the country for no, free pot for our pot free, for every democrat free pot and no student loans just like let's roll buddy Oh, well, I'm going to weed you next Tuesday. Yeah, smoke you, smoke you later. <laughs> <laughs>